Father, there are golden calves all around us that attempt to rob you of your glory and devotion. May this robbery not be named among your saints. May we identify each of these idols that surface in our lives. And may we destroy them by your power and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Josiah was a righteous king. We read about him today in the 34th chapter of Second Chronicles, verse 2. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of David his father and declined neither to the right hand nor to the left. And it seems Josiah had reached a point of comfortability in his righteousness that he took foreign matters into his own hands. And he paid for it with his own life. Verse 22, Nevertheless, Josiah would not turn his face from him, but disguised himself that he might fight with him and hearken not unto the words of Necho from the mouth of God and came to fight in the valley of Megiddo. So here we see that God even uses a foreign agent, a pharaoh, to warn Josiah before he was killed. And I wonder if this, in essence, was a suicide mission, was a golden calf in Josiah's life that blinded him from what God was trying to tell him. Nowhere do we read in this passage that Josiah or his religious men saw God on this deadly decision to confront the Pharaoh of Egypt. I've seen this throughout my Christian life especially from those who've been raised up in the church and are familiar with the things of God. They get so familiar that they, they think that they no longer need God for every decision and every move that they make. And I'll also add this. There is no such thing as Christian vigilantism that can defy the judgment of God. If his hammer is coming down, there's no one that's going to be able to stop it. Our best hope is in repentance and prayer. And what I find today is that there are all kinds of golden calves of worship around us. To include the vax. Yes, the vax is a golden calf of worship. But so can the anti-vax become a golden calf of worship itself. Because Satan will get you to conform to one side or the other thinking that you have a choice. And this is always the case if Christ is not first. How does one know if this golden calf exists? All you have to do is answer a simple question. Does it consume your time and your energy? If it does, you very well have a golden calf before you, whether you worship this calf ignorantly or not. High Plains Disciple on Gab quotes Psalm 106.36 appropriately and says they served their idols, which became a snare to them. Black Ortho Acolyte says, I think strong opposition, which unfortunately does require some time, research, spiritual discernment, and even self-sacrifice is a very extremely important for Christians as this vax he's referring to is clearly a forerunner mark. I'd be leery of drawing a equivalency between those who strongly support it versus those who strongly oppose it. That said, 
St. Paul grounds us in such matters that being correct profits us nothing if we lack love. Something resisting evil can rob us of it if we aren't careful. And I believe this will bring me, bring me to the point that I'm trying to make. I agree, my Christ friend, Black Ortho Acolyte, that due diligence is important, but just not at the expense of Christ, and of course not at the expense of his love. And I agree, we must not be ignorant to the evil that surrounds these jabs. I just found a Twitter reply to an article entitled Bill Gates Orgasms as Anderson Cooper discusses taking Social Security from the unvaccinated. Now we know this is evil, but yet I read replies such as from Adam Divided We Fall on Twitter who says, I'm quite poor and I support this notion. If one wishes to benefit from society, one must also participate in the common good. Infectious threats affect everyone and pretending one lives in a vacuum and can be unvaccinated without being a threat to others is short-sighted selfishness. I don't know if the guy saw the video or not. As soon as Anderson Cooper mentioned the fact of taking away uh, people's earned, the money that they put in to get their Social Security, uh, to have that taken away because you're unvaccinated, and to see the snicker and the smile and the laughter in Bill Gates' face, it was pure evil. So how you could see past that is what I would call short-sightedness. And it's in this reasoning that will lead many to readily accept the mark under the guise of righteousness and morality. And I would highly encourage that no decision be made in our life that has not been presented before the throne of God. And I guarantee that if you looked at the percentages, the percentages would be extremely high of how many have taken the vaccination without consulting God not one time, not asking him what he would have them to do. And I believe this is the situation that we found Josiah in in our reading today. And I truly believe that it's this seeking of God in the manner that we ought to is why that many who are preaching the truth are having to preach from the wilderness. Why I have been preaching from the wilderness so long. I'm sure that I have, could have forced matters through compromise or ambiguity. I'm sure that I could have done such through the, throughout the application process for existing churches that I once, once attempted, or maybe twice. But I prayed about it, and God closed those doors. What misery would have surfaced if I would have forced the matter and ignored God? Only God knows. Rotten Granny on Gab says, I truly enjoyed this episode. And when you look back, Andrew, remember those rejections from those so-called churches that found you too rough around the edges to man. Their worldly pulpits. We in the wild out here want to hear the truth from men like you who don't fear speaking out from the wilderness, calling for repentance front and center to all who will hear. We need some more black robe regiment speaking from the pulpits because the world has surrounded the church, squeezing it from all sides. And I fear that Christians are succumbing to the deceptions 
Rough-edged preachers with hearts on fire for Christ and redemption are the only solution unto our Lord returns. Karen Clark on Gab says, Sadly, I think most truth-tellers are outside the mainstream church. There are many in the wilderness speaking hard truths. A compelling story along these lines is that the word of the Lord bypassed all the religious leaders and came to John in the wilderness. Was this a possible precedent for how the revealed word of God comes forth? Food for thought. I suppose that in a sense, my wife Lynn is preaching from the wilderness as well, but just not as rough and hairy as I am though. (laughs) Just yesterday, I helped her bring all of her classroom goods to her new elementary class. And guess what? She prayed for every step of the way, and God has led her to not only ace a college education with a Christ witness at a liberal college, he has led her to teach in the public school system to minister to these little ones in the first grade. And I'm reminded of Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Bible Bicket on Gab replies simply, Amazing, God is good. Only a virtuous woman of God could have gone through a dark landscape of a liberal college and come out only stronger and as a beacon of light, showing light to of the light of Christ to others who hopefully took notice, accepted Jesus, and searched for the light to be within themselves. Truly a great accomplishment, he says. Congratulations. Rotten Granny also replies and says, I can't tell you how out of this world happy this makes me. Lynn, enjoy your moment you've earned with such hard work and dedication. God is so good. And he's putting these young ones into very capable Christ-first hands. And that is the key phrase, my dear spiritual mother, Christ-first hands, because that's what it's all about. Lando on Gab says, dude, you should talk about talk about John Wycliffe on your podcast. I'm sure many that follow you have never heard of him, but would be that but would be a very good example for you to use. Amen. I've read about the ministry of John Wycliffe in the past, and I may not agree with all of his theology, but I do agree with his Christ witness and his passion uh, to spread the gospel. And you or anyone else is welcome to respond on in our group as I post my live notes each day with quotes from whom, whomever you may choose. And I just may include it in a future episode. Uh, Melanie says about Wycliffe, she, she says Wycliffe's contribution to the Reformation was pivotal. And John Huss as well. John Huss was burned at the stake for heresy, but his work helped lay the foundation for the Reformation. And I agree. There were many wilderness preachers who resisted the system and called out these golden calves. And some of them were also from the establishment as they confronted, they challenged their very own establishment. But today what I find is that there are very little in the establishment taking this stand. God help us. Minecraft Miranda says, I think the Waldesians were the real precursor that led to the Reformation. 
They were a living, working model of how to live in a Christian community without the auspicious of a pope, which of course was why they had to be destroyed. And there were many more, many more by many names, of very of various communities of Bible believers who were born again, who believed that the word of God is the final authority. They resisted the earthly religious establishment and they paid the earthly price. Yet they gained the heavenly prize for those of them that were born again. Maratus then replies with that we could live in such communities again, such Christian communities again, he says. And this, my friend, is really the goal of this ministry, of this gospel ministry, this Christ-first community. And I pray that God would rich, richly bless this effort on his, for his behalf and for his honor and for his glory. The point is concerning all of these reformers and preachers from the wilderness is that they were Christ first in all things. They despised the golden calves. Which makes me wonder, what if Josiah had sought the Lord before confronting the Pharaoh of Egypt? What if he took heed to the warnings even from his own enemy? Have you noticed that pride is one of those sins that even our enemies will call out to highlight hypocrisy? And as we can see, there is a price to pay for ignoring the truth no matter who speaks it. And I find that there are people who will ignore and reject 99% of the truth I preach because I've exposed and rejected their 1% deceptive lie, because I have exposed and rejected their golden calves. And speaking of deceptive lies, I see where Dis Disclosed TV has posted that the jury finds Gislaine Maxwell guilty on five out of six counts of helping billionaire Jeffrey Epstein sexually abuse teenage girls. Of the five counts of which Maxwell was convicted, count six is the most serious, carrying a maximum sentence of 40 years in prison for conspiracy to entice minors to travel to engage in illegal sex acts. I read these things and sometimes I wonder, is this justice or is this a cover-up? And that really is the question. Because it seems that in this case that a sheep is sacrificed to save the flock. Maratus says, a cover-up, I believe. I noticed that they were careful to say she only peddled girls to Epstein. They make no mention at all that anyone else, much less the elite, had polit and politicians were involved. This was intended to close the loop, and it has done so. There will be no more investigations into Epstein's island and what happened. Well, it's closed loop for now, my brother. Because we know their golden calf will eventually be exposed and destroyed. Numbers 32, 23. But if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord. And be sure your sin will find you out. Jurgen Klopp replies so obvious and predictable. Prosecutor and defense lawyer presented an agreement to the judge to keep her black book permanently secret. So her, so her puppet masters and their assets will forever be unknown until they meet their maker. And that is the key phrase. Until they all meet their maker. 
We will stand before Almighty God. And we will be judged concerning these golden calves if we put anything before the Almighty. He should be first in all things, knowing that it will be against the grain of society. So be it. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.